This is Seven Sports. Hello and welcome to Seven Sports Saturday Live. Bishop's Cleave versus Hereford Pegasus live this afternoon in the Hellenic League Challenge Cup round of 16. Kelsey is here, away to my left hand side as ever. Kelsey, as we, we were saying before the going on air, you know, is it too presumptuous to say Cleve should win this game today? No, probably not, mate. Um, you know, it should be a fairly comfortable afternoon for Bishop's Cleve, you'd like to think, but yeah, anything can happen over the course of 90 minutes and beyond in cup competition. A reminder, you can tweet us throughout the broadcast at 7sport, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, info at 7sport.co.uk, and on the Instagram 7 underscore sport. Pegasus, who, as we said, finished second in their group, probably finished about where they should do, below Morven Town, but above Wellington, which is par score, you'd say, for the Hellenic League and Div 1 West. Cleve, as we know, ran away with it in the end in Group 1. And, uh, yeah, they really did uh, look good in the group phase. Um, beaten over the course of six games, only Lidney Town taking points off them. And the sides are out on the pitch. Kelsey is the main commentator for today. So, Kelsey was the coin toss takes place over to you for the team news yeah so we'll start with the visitors for this afternoon they line up as follows in goal Jason Davis two Liam Taylor three Kieran Slatter four Zach Jones five captain Kyle Paneers six Mike Burgess seven George Andrews eight Corley Cox nine Harrison Summers ten Carlos Marrera and eleven Ash Lear Team news for Bishops Cleave as we're about to get underway. They line up with Sam Gilder in goal, two Michael O'Regan, three Leroy Odiero, four Jake Parrott, five Mark Pritchett, six Captain Archie Haskane, seven Delighted to see him, Blaine War, number eight Steve Davis, nine Elliot Kennedy, ten Ewan Crow, and eleven is Tyrone Tucker Dixon. As I say, absolutely uh, delighted to see Blaine War out on the field, of course, after sad personal family news with his brother, twin brother, unexpectedly passing away in the last couple of weeks. And, of course, our heartfelt condolences go out to Blaine and, and the War family as we're underway here at a wet, windy, miserable Kate Lane. And that's just at the best of times. Over on the far side with Tyrone Tucker-Dixon there. I think the first time we've seen Tucker-Dixon play in a, a, a while, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Can't remember the last time that I saw him on the green of, of Bishop's Cleave it would have definitely been a league, comp- league game if, if that it, wouldn't, it was definitely not in this cup he hasn't appeared in the games that we've, we've covered but he uh, provides different uh, attributes than Leroy Odiero would do for example so it'd be interesting to see and the ball switched to this near side for Blaine Ward to try and chase and get onto but that is just going to skip up off the turf Likely to see quite a lot of that this afternoon. The ball just jumping up off of the uh, the pitch. Obviously, a bit of bit of rain, bit of water allowed to soak into the pitch as well. It's not going to run as true as as it normally would. Throw in taken. Now with Marrera deep in the left corner for Hereford Pegasus. The clearance is only as far as Jake Parrott, who cuts back on it and finds the birthday boy from yesterday, Leroy Odiero. Not the only birthday boy in this. Bishop's Cleve side. Of course, it was Ewan Crow's birthday yesterday as well. Belated birthday wishes to the two of them from both of us. As Odiero just knocks it back 
to Sam Gilder. Got all the time in the world to pick a pass here, and it's a flat kick. It didn't look like to be the best of balls, and that one's coming our way as it goes out of play for throwing a Marrera, who's sporting the Cristiano Ronaldo from 2003 blonde highlight tips in his hair on this left wing. Delighted that we're going to see him for the first 45. As Jake Parrott commits a foul on George Andrews, just on the halfway line, taken quickly by the captain, Paniers. Into Marrera, cuts inside, got Blaine Moore tracking him, cuts back and slips over. Very Cristiano Ronaldo-esque, just falls over under no, <laughs> no real challenge. Now Cleve can break away with Tucker Dixon, down the left flank. Just looking to get the beating of Liam Taylor, puts a cross in. Going to fall onto the edge of the box, though, for Pegasus to sweep it up. Cox finds Taylor. Now Taylor's got a bit of time to pick his pass. Now it's with Cox again. Corley Cox spins in midfield away from Archie Haskane, but it's good recovery from the Cleve captain. O'Regan finds Blaine War Over halfway line, looking to get Ewan Crow going down the right flank. Crow playing a bit more centrally from the last time that we saw him. Do you think that will have an impact on the way that Cleve go about their game today? I think so. Um, you know, Blaine Warren out offers natural width and we know that. Crow, we had seen him over the years play mainly as a, a forward and a, a centre forward does at that for Cleve. So Crow, you, you know, against Long Levens was probably his most efficient when he was able to cut infield and play in that central area. So the fact he's going to be playing the majority of the game with Blaine Moore here, it's a good alternative to have. Cleve win the ball back through Parrott and Haskane in midfield. Now Odiero tries to find Davis. Now chance for Pegasus to break away here. And the ball slipped in, looking for Harrison Summers by Ash Lear. But linesman's flag had gone up straight away. But the ball had gone all the way through Sam Gilder, so the referee let the play go. As he good line. bowls it out. It was a good line being yeah. held by the, the defenders for, for Cleve there, Reagan and Pritchett amongst the others. You know, they just stepped up, stepped out, and uh, an easy offside in the end. Crow, who has got the freedom of, of Bishop's Cleave to run into here, spreads it wide to Duck, Tucker Dixon. Now inside looking for Elliot Kennedy. Kennedy, he's got Crow in there. Crow just behind him. Cleared away only as far on the edge of the box. And it's Steve Davis with a strike. It's a good save. And it's going to fall to Elliot Kennedy, but he's offside at the back post. But a decent save away to his right hand side from Jason Davis. Keeping out his namesake, Steve. First real chance of the game, 0 0. Well, you're right behind that. Came out to Steve Davis, took a touch. You'd say Hereford Pegasus is slightly a little bit too slow to it's come out it. for um, Jason Davis's liking anyway. But good hands from the keeper, beat it away from the goal. Kennedy was offside. But uh, good save, good good attack from Bishop Seed. They managed to move it quickly from right to left and then get it back in. Um, good good sign if you're Bishop's Cleave so far, but very good save to, to start from the keeper. You've got to question the clearance, really. It wasn't the best. It just almost passed it out to Steve Davis. Clearance goes long. Pritchett heads it back towards Pegasus' back line. Now Parrott tries to find Steve Davis. But it's good play by Cox in midfield. And he's won his side a free kick just inside his own half. One thing I would say, Kels, when the uh, officials come out at any game, we all sort of have a look and if we don't recognise them. And the one who's the referee is the one that I thought was not going to be the referee. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Referee today, Mr. D. Forrester. Ably assisted by Mr. J. Kabala and Mr. I. Hamilton. As the free kick from Pegasus goes all the way out of play for a Cleve goal kick. 
I'll be on the social media today, so if you do want to get in touch, at 7sport on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, info at 7sport.co.uk, um, and also on the Instagram, 7 underscore sport. We're keeping an eye on the other score lines coming in, in and around the county, in particular Cheltenham Town, who obviously win today and win League 2. And also we're keeping an eye on the uh, game at Borton, between Borton and Brimscombe and Frub. That one there, by the way, is already 1-1. Brimscombe went 1-0 up early doors and then straight from the kickoff, Borton went up the other end and equalised against Sam Pryor's men. Of course, that is in the other game in the Challenge Cup. Of course, the other teams in the Supplementary Cup as well. Long Levens are at home to Newent Town this afternoon as Cleave have got a free kick just on this near touchline. About 30 yards from goal, Jake Parrott and uh, Pegasus have got a man down has been a goal at Woodham Road. Chatham are trailing by a goal to nail against Harrogate Town. Good for my for my bet of uh, both teams to score. Exciting for you, Kelsey, and Davis for the 2-1 up in up, up the, the Reg Davis Cup. Jake Parrott has uh, very sneakily just stolen about five or six yards from where this free kick should have been taken. And he's, he's taken it on a bit more of an angle as well. So perhaps a better opportunity for Parrott to whip this one in. Odiero and Crow will be the target men. Parrott is towards the back post. My fall for Blaine Moore. It's dropped at the back post for Kennedy with a strike. And it's a hell of a hell of a goal. Elliot Kennedy's put it into the back of the net, in off the crossbar, sort of on the half volley. There it goes. 1-0. Bishops cleave. What a start. Oh, hell of a strike from Elliot Kennedy. It's just caught in the wind, away from Blaine Moore. Dropped. Kennedy's got the freedom of the box. Just to volley it in off the crossbar. And, uh, yeah, please take the lead, and deservedly so. Crack and finish, Elliot Kennedy, and that's what he's capable of. Yeah, decent finish. Very good finish from Kennedy, but uh, good free kick in as well from Parrott, really. He sort of whip, whipped it on the outside, and as I was saying, you know, he, he stole uh, about five or six extra yards down this right-hand touchline, and uh, <laughs> Pegasus were not happy with it at all. And uh, it paid dividends as well. One thing I was absolutely delighted with was that Elliot Kennedy sort of signaled towards me with that one after leaving him out of the team of the month. He knows, just giving me a little Live, wave there. Living in his head rent free, mate. Oh, yeah, hell of a finish. Got to, got to give credit to him. He's giving me a little smile. <laughs> if he keeps doing that, you've got to be honest, he's uh, you know, making a statement, getting back to where he was previously when you know he was playing for Bishop's Cleave in the Southern League. The year they got relegated, obviously, he had a pretty good season, but then he got injured. And that's pretty much been Elliot Kennedy's seasons, Kels, for the last couple of years. Gets in form, just gets that injury. His back's been playing him up for a while. And he is a player that if he does stay fit, you know, Elliot Kennedy is uh, very, very good. But I imagine, I imagine the finish, of course. I imagine he'll probably get subbed off around the 60-minute mark. Well, he did just say to me, uh, after my d- tweet, where I did say that he had a good 60 minutes in one game, he said, I've only taken 10 minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's dropped something. My charger. Your charger. As uh, Pegasus come forward now in the box. Bit of a push in the back, perhaps, by Blaine Moore, but the referee has uh, stopped it for an offside. Ball was put into the back of the net by Kieran Slatter, but uh, play had been stopped well before then. So play will resume with Sam Gilder. Blaine War in front of us, wearing gloves. Mark of a true true baller. Gilders 
free kick comes towards War. Header up by Burgess. Well, I would say, if you look at the uh, Bishop Sleeve players, and even the Hereford Pegasus players, a lot of players just wearing short sleeves. They only tell you Pritchett's wearing short sleeves only. Nothing else. Doesn't need anything else. He's had a bit of a trim as Mark Pritchett as well. Crow takes this one in his stride. Now Davis spreads it to the far side for Tucker Dixon. Looking to get a run on Taylor. And he's been held up by the Pegasus right back, but goes all the way backwards to Steve Davis. Now finds Odiero. Odiero just kind of puts it up aimlessly in the air more than anything. Headed back towards Steve Davis. And he's sliced it high in the air as well. Kennedy is underneath it. Burgess wins the header. Kennedy going down with uh, perhaps maybe a little push in the back there. Duck Tucker Dixon gets in down the left flank and cleared up off of the defender, I think, for a throw into Bishop's Cleave. Look for a moment as if it would be a Cleave corner. It's been a goal at uh, Borton. It's now Borton 2, Brimscombe 1. Unbelievable. And, and uh, equalised. It's a penalty to Wellington as well in their game against Tuffley Rovers. So Ryan will be uh, keeping an eye on that one. Meanwhile, throw into Cleve. Odiero is the man over it. Going to launch this one in, you feel, and he does. Cleared by Taylor at the front post. Now, Marrera can come forward with it. Looks to go down the line. And Leah is offside. So, defence to attack. Attempt by Pegasus. I like uh, Hereford Pegasus' manager. He's looking like a Russell Slade. Massive, big winter coat, cap on. Big red socks coming up over his trousers. Yeah, Russell Slade in it. But, um, That's not bad look, is it? Well, I would say you know, Pegasus would be very disappointed to go behind. I think coming into this game, that would have been the one thing they would have not wanted to do, especially in the first quarter an hour of the game. So, you know, the game plan's really gone out the window for Pegasus, and they've got to try and ride this out and try and get their foot in the game and, and build from there a little bit. Pegasus over halfway now, looking to get Summers down the right flank. And Tyrone Tucker-Dixon is back there tracking, concedes a throw-in. There's a score like, well, later score coming in from the Reg Davis Cup. Harrow Hill have just equalised against Broadwell Reserves. It's 1-1 after a quarter of an hour there. And the penalty was missed. Wellington missed the penalty. And it's still 0-0 against Duffley Rovers in that game. Throw-in taken quickly. Odiero gets in to snuff out the danger, but can only clear it as far as Burgess. Burgess puts it up towards the back post, and Cooley Cox was lurking there. Archie Hasgain had to hook it clear. Scoreline in the rugby at Gloucester are leading by 15 points to zero against Northampton. If that means anything to you, they scored 15 goals already. Raining goals, mate. Unbelievable. Not even an hour gone, mate, and they, <laughs> they scored 15 goals. Can't believe it. Corner kick to Pegasus, their first real attacking foray into the Cleve area. And it's a shocking corner. Cleared by the first man. Another, another goal's gone in, this time at Malvern Town. Former Cleve man Joe Bates breaking the deadlock there against Lydney's 1 0 to Malvern. Marrera goes back to Ash Lear. Lear spreads it towards the back post. Burgess is up there. Tries to play it back across goal. Looking for Paniers, who is up there as well. But couldn't quite get a touch on it. And it uh, just goes out of play for a goal kick. But you know, for a moment there, that uh, was looking like it could have been dangerous. It's a good ball from Ash Lear up towards the back post. I mean, if anything, lucky, luckily for, for Hereford, really, that... It wasn't kept in at the far post because no one had made a gamble. So, you know, I think they'd have been very disappointed if it was kept alive, put back into a six-yard box, and there was no one there. But 
you know, this is better from the visitors, Pegasus. You know, they're just trying to build some sort of momentum. But if they let in a second goal here, you know, they could be there for the taking. Blaine Wall flicks it on, looking for the run of Kennedy in behind. I think Kennedy probably would have been offside if he, uh, if he had got there. But instead, he charges down Kyle Paniers. And uh, they win a throw-in, Pegasus do. Quick throw in taken. Paniers goes long. It switches the play to Ash Lear. It's a good take from him on the chest. Now goes round the corner for Summers. Harrison Summers up against Pritchett. Ash Lear back inside. Tries to whip it in. Cleared by Haskane. Up more than anything. Parrott takes it down with an unbelievable touch. And Haskane clears long. Paniers goes right to Taylor. Taylor tries to play it in to Harrison Summers but he was in an offside position so lets it run all the way through to Sam Gilder and the attack fizzles out still 1-0 to Bishop's Cleave incredibly three goals have gone in for in, a, in about two minutes since we last had a scoreline Northampton nil lost the rugby 18 three goals there <laughs> for uh, the rugby side and the goal kick has evaded everyone has come all the way through to blame War now he's looking to run up against Slatter War in towards Elliot Kennedy who is trying the overhead kick as the wind picks up and blows the rain in our face. Oh, this is not, this is not nice conditions to be sat in at the moment. Couldn't this is what you. we live for. <laughs> Meanwhile, out on the pitch, Marrera goes bundling over, throws himself to the ground under a challenge from Jake Parrott and wins himself a free kick. Well, you would say, with that last attack, you know, Steve Davis went hurtling into the box. Blame Wall potentially just didn't look up quick enough. Because if he had, Steve Davis was in acres of space and about 10 yards further in field. But this is going to be a test now. Um, Cleve won't find this easy. Pegasus won't find this easy. But this could be the phase of the game where Cleve are going to be thankful that they've actually got a lead at this point. I'll tell you what, mate. If that ball had come to Elliot Kennedy and he pulled off that over a kick, I think I would have cried. He'd have come over to me. He'd have literally come <laughs> over and grabbed the mic out of my hands. Gilder's goal kick. The wind might pick it up in favour of Blaine War on this right side. It's happened a couple of times there. This one couldn't quite reach Blaine War. Incredibly, if there is a player on the pitch that would catch a, a ball like that, it probably is playing more as well. Yeah. Short throw in taken. Marrera back to Taylor. Burgess didn't really want that one at all. And now he clears it long. In acres of space here is the Pegasus man, George Andrews. Sprays it to the right back, Taylor. Bit of a touch out of his feet there and tries to get a diagonal going for Marrera but just goes straight out of play for a throw it's not a day for a ball like that is it no you've got to be playing on the floor mate surely it's not It's not. for me it's not the fact that it's played in the air it's the fact that it's played over the air from that sort of distance it's a good 40 yard diagonal he's trying to pull off in this wind in this rain you know if that ball's not spot on Kels as soon as that hits the ground it's going to fly away and that's exactly what happened there You've got to be looking at your shorter, your neater passes. Don't mind it playing up in the air, but you play it a good, I'd say, 20 yards is your limit. You're clipping it up to someone's chest or to their feet or something like that. If you can't go for a searching ball like that too often. Gilder takes a goal kick. Long. Crow takes it under control. Did well there, Ewan Crow, coming back from a advanced position and Gilder does not want that on his right foot no, that is does not at all park. luckily the wind caught that one and took it well away from where my car was parked exactly what I was about to say there mate the wind's done me a favour there 
But what I would say is well done to uh, Johan Crow there. You know, he's read that the goal kicks are blowing over to this near side in front of us here. Just waited until Gilder was about to play and he darted over to this side and the ball fell to him. Good reading of the game, good game awareness. Pegasus trying to get down the left side. Slatter now finds Marrera. Cutting back up against O'Regan. Now inside to Slatter again. Slatter delivers. Blocked by Pritchett hurling himself at the ball. Slatter has it back. Now Marrera just bobbles and hits his shin more than anything and plays it back into Burgess. And now cleared away by Cleave. As that one is hooked out of out of the ground by Mike Burgess. I thought for a second he was kicking that at me. <laughs> it did look like, that way, didn't it? glance at me there for I'm having that. Right in front of us like that. I mean, my left hand's on the microphone, my right hand's in my pocket. I'd have said no chance. Get your noggin on it, mate. And delightfully, the referee's using me as a marker as to where the throwing's supposed to be. <laughs> I know that, know that look. <laughs> Throw-in to be taken by O'Regan. Crow flicks it on. Kennedy up there battling for it. Haskane takes it down about 30 yards from goal and plays it back to Odiero on halfway and the touch is not the best. Tucker Dixon has kept it in. Haskane round the corner for Crow. Back to goal. Good turn by Ewan Crow. Now looking to get something going for Cleve. Tries to play a reverse pass in for Blaine War, but it's hooked clear by Burgess. A couple of times there, Steve Davis has been ignored and that time I think Crow just had to lay it to Davis. Try to go for the Hollywood ball. A good hold-up play from Crow all the way through this. Crow has it back now with O'Regan. Just on halfway, Sam Gilder urging his team to, to go forward and O'Regan tries to play it down the line, looking for Kennedy. Pegasus don't really look too comfortable on the ball at the back, to be honest with you. It's Marrera caught by O'Regan. It's hit the ground. It's just flown up into the defender's face. He's kind of anticipating to be about to sort of hip height. And just skipped up. But you're right with what you're saying, Kelsey. They don't look comfortable with the back at all. Slatter goes quick with a free kick down the line to Marrera. Marrera looking to take on O'Regan and goes through the middle of Parrot. And the two, two just not on the same page there. Summers and Marrera as the ball just went through both of them. As Crow plays it looking for Elliot Kennedy. Deflected by Paneers and out of play for Throw to Cleve, just in line with the edge of the 18-yard box. The deflection, he took that through to Elliot Kennedy, which was, would have been uh, very fortuitous for, for Cleve there, but Parrott was screaming for it, but good good play from Crow, I think it's good intent. Blame War with the throw-in, back to Hus Haskane, back to War again. War tries to find Haskane, it might actually fall for, for Crow. Crow looking to turn in the box, gets a strike away. It's a good diving block from Paneers coming across there to fly in front of that ball. It's a Don't good mind shot that. by Crow. Don't mind that from Crow, just ignoring the other players around him to, to try and spin and, and fire it across goal. In, in this sort of conditions, it could have ricocheted anywhere. That's a striker's instinct. You're always going to get the ball in the box and fancy yourself. Corner kick. Parrott takes towards the near post. Pritchett's at the Odiero's there with a the header. Just wide of the mark. Free header for Leroy Odiero. He'll be wanting to do better than that from that sort of range. It's a good free kick, but just everyone sort of left it. Sorry, good corner kick, rather, I should say. Should score for me. Leroy Odiero, his ability. He'd uh, be disappointed he hasn't put that in the back of the net from there. Stepping onto it. For me, you've got to be at least hitting the target. Well, 
like a possible foul throw there from Marrero. Just in front of us, goes back to Paniers. Now Taylor on the right side. Finds Leah. Leah tries to hook one down the right flank. And it's going to run all the way through to Sam Gilder. Who collects it just in front of Patrick Cleal, who'd gone to retrieve the ball. Part of the Beanie Hat Brigade over on the far side there. Collie, Matt James, Patrick and uh, Freddie Ward all, all sporting the beanies. Repping the Bishop's Cleave brand, as always. Gilder goes long with the kick. Crow gets his head in it. Ball finds its way back to Ordiero, and his ball caught up in the wind a little bit. It's a great touch from Tucker Dixon just to stop it dead, just in front of the Pegasus dugout. And Ordiero goes up to Crow. Crow now turning with his back to goal. Spreads it beautifully to Blaine War. War inside to Steve Davis. A good move this from Cleve. Davis towards the back post. And it's going to fall for Tucker Dixon. Takes it on his chest. Just runs away from him slightly. Now on the edge of the box. Being forced backwards. Plays it to Parrott. Parrott finds Haskane. Haskane has got some work to do here. Haskane. Neat little turn. Haskane with the strike. Wide of the mark. Always going wide. Cleve. Good build up play though. Good play. This time the, you know, the pass into the, the box. Into the channel to Steve Davis. Just slightly behind him. Across from Davis, just slightly behind uh, everybody, really. Fell to Tucker Dixon, the touch just fell away from him. It's you know, those nearly moments there that have denied Cleaver second. A couple of goals going in uh, elsewhere. Bolton Rovers are now 3 1 up against Brimscombe and Frupp. A shock on the cards there. Uh, Tuffley have gone a goal behind against Wellington. And looking out here, that is everything from what I can see. No, Chatham Town have gone 2 1 up. Lovely. John so in there. They will win League Two. Quest to win League Two. Free kick taken quickly by Pegasus in the midfield. Marrera takes it. It's got Slatter making the overlapping run. Now Slatter delivers first time. Looking for Simmons. Cleared. Only as far as Parrot on the edge of the box. Now it goes back to Blaine Moore in the right back position. Up to Crow. Crow takes it under control against Paneers, but stepping into it there is Burgess. Now back with Paneers. Over the far side to Leah. Good move this from Pegasus, but a good challenge comes in from Haskane. Elliot Kennedy's in here on the right-hand side if Haskane can pick him out. Kennedy, poor touch from Elliot Kennedy. Really should be doing better with that one as it just runs way through to the goalkeeper. Just one of those ones where it hits, hits him on the shin pad more than anything. He's trying to just sort of leave his leg behind slightly to drag it in front of himself off the shin pad, and that can go anywhere. Unfortunately for Elliot Kennedy, just away from him. Um, yeah, through to, to the keeper. Potential other shock in this competition is Windsor go a goal down against Penn and Tyler's Green. Slatter finds Marrera now inside Pegasus, just trying to get something going there. They losing out though in the midfield battle at the moment. Haskane dominating the midfield so far. Crow tries to spray one out to Steve Davis, but the ball is not great. From Crow. Now with Burgess. Here's Slatter down this left flank. Now Marrera up against O'Regan. Shimmies one way, then goes the other. Stands on the ball and comes back to Slatter. Good triangle between the two of them. Good turn by Marrera. Throws himself to the ground. Referee waves his finger, says no. And Marrera goes flying in against O'Regan. And he's going to get himself in the book. Yeah, good refereeing for me. Good refereeing. 
I've got to say, it's good from uh, Michael O'Regan just to buy the foul like that. He you know, felt it coming, put himself in between the ball and the man, and was just hacked down. Good, good from uh, O'Regan there, and you got to say, he's now a marked man. Lost his head there. Moreira absolutely losing his head. Pritchett goes long with a free kick. Up to Crow. Crow takes on his turn, strikes it across goal. Going to go all the way out of play for goal kick. Nobody really in there to apply the, the final touch at the back post. Crow just let it run across him and run across the defender as well and took it in his stride, just lashed it. Another goal's gone in in the Challenge Cup. Wouldn't pass it. Uh, one up against Clanfield. Quick goal kick taken. Like the rugby just scored another try. Now around the corner. Good move this from Pegasus looking to get Simmons down the left. Simmons back to Marrera. Simmons has fallen over after he played the pass. Now Marrera cuts inside of O'Regan. Good challenge by Michael O'Regan there. Just watched, watched Marrera trying to cut one way then the other. Always had eyes for the ball. And that one could potentially have hit my car. The way the, way, the sort of position is where it was. We will see when we get back to the car, come sort of it's a, a quarter to five. Muddy, muddy ball print. <laughs> That's good, to, have. good news is, though, we won't have to go to the car wash if the uh, the rain is set to, to stay with us, as it is forecast to do for the whole week. For the whole week, is it? Apparently so, yeah. Oh, it's so depressing, isn't it? Here's Slatter. Ball delivered towards the back post. Gilda had to watch that one carefully. And now gets it going quickly with Tucker Dixon. He's over the halfway line. Tucker Dixon, he's got Taylor for company in defence. Now Tucker Dixon still going. He's almost into the penalty area. Tucker Dixon takes it on his right foot. Strikes. Blocked by Taylor. Cleared away only as far as Haskane. Foot comes in from Lear. And now Marrera finds himself in space on the left-hand side. End-to-end stuff this here at Kate Lane. Currently Bishop Cleave 1, Hereford Pegasus nil. Marrera is into the box. Takes it past O'Regan. Good defending by the Bishop Cleave man. And a free kick given up against Marrera. I'm not really too sure on that one. Maybe a bit of a, a drag back from O'Regan. A little bit of afters between the two. I mean, O'Regan's saying to the referee, you know, he's on a yellow card here, but from yeah, here, I'm not, not, not too sure. Not too I sure it's a foul. No, it didn't even look like a foul to me, mate, but there you go. What happened with that there, really, is O'Regan sort of edged, uh, edged him off and, and the challenge has come in, trying to hack the ball back in, keep it from going for a goal kick. I, don't really see fouls given for that. I think Moreira has been uh, been dealt an unlucky hand there for me. But what it's done, Kels, it's probably put him a, a foul nearer to getting a red card. Gilders, free kick, goes all the way out of play, just in front of us here for a throw. Still one nil to Bishop's Cleave just before the half hour mark. You're listening live on Seven Sports Saturday Live. A reminder that all of our broadcasts for this season are sponsored by Phil Hendy and everyone at PAH Accounting. For all of your accountancy needs, for your small business and any tax needs that you need assistance with, pahaccounting.co.uk is your website to go to. Elliot Kennedy getting down the right-hand side, the man who broke the deadlock after 11 minutes here with a thumping volley in off the crossbar over on the far side following a Jake Parrott free kick as uh, the attack fizzles out for Cleve. And also just a reminder as well that our main sponsor for this season, for everything else that we do, cornellandcompany.co.uk, for any mortgage and financial planning needs in the county. I know you uh, you had a bet on the football before the game. Did you put Wrexham in your bet? 
Yeah, I did, yeah. A 3 0 up against Jova after 26 minutes. Fantastic news. Header back by Burgess to Davis. Now bowls it out quickly for Slatter. And now with Paniers. Paniers puts his foot through it. And now Moreira can try and get himself down the left-hand side. Gilder has come out to see this one out fairly early. Gilder's thrown himself into the corner flag for some reason. He slipped. I don't know whether it is a corner or a goal kick. Or Yeah, it is a goal kick, apparently. Well, I would say it's that uh, Gloucester Rugby are now 28-0 up at Northampton. Potentially a shout-out there for, for Gloucester. Any other scores coming in? Well, we've got a result in the uh, Stroud District Council election. Labour have held both seats in Rodborough. Coming up on the news feed. <laughs> of course, local elections going on all around the country. Ewan Crow with a push in the back of Burgess, just on the halfway line. Well, how's this for a tweet? Goal, 29 minutes at Broadwell Amateurs Reserves against Harrow Hill. It says, 29 minutes, goal. What has what has happened at Jamie Merry, 96, scores from his own penalty box? Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> I hope someone's got that on video. So the wind obviously causing havoc there at Broadwell. Referee's just over on the uh, far side there, having a word with the Pegasus bench. They have been very vocal. Pegasus have been complaining about the linesman. Um, not flagging Elliot Kennedy offside a couple of times, but the latest one, I mean, I could see from here he was onside, but he came from behind the shoulder of the last man. No VAR in the Hellenic League Challenge Cup, of course. Free kick goes all the way through. Oh, again, it's, it's, a, it's too long a ball to be playing in the air, and with the wind in your back like that, for me, uh, you've got to look at that and say you've got to try and find something else other than playing that. So if it goes over the striker, being completely honest, striker's not exactly the biggest fella. It's going to go over, and it's going to go away through to Gilder, and you've just given Cleve possession. You're not going to be able to build momentum with that. It's, it's strange from Pegasus to play it that way. We talked earlier about Michael O'Regan and sort of game management and, and you and Crow game management and, and game awareness in regards to reading the play. We just haven't read it at all, Pegasus. They're not anticipating the weather and the conditions playing a part. Cheltenham Town have gone 3-1 up on the stroke of uh, no, 10 minutes to go till half-time. So Cheltenham Town well on their way to win the league. Blaine Ward goes quickly with the throw-in just in front of us here. Haskane, round the corner again by Ward. Haskane, now he finds Crow. It's another good move this from Bishop's Cleave. Crow finds Blaine Ward down the right flank. Ward crosses in, cleared by Paniers. Going to be picked up by Marrera in the left fullback position, finds Slatter, Slatter clears long, looking for Simmons it's a good touch from him into Marrera Simmons has hurt himself when going in for that one and he picks it up now I think his boot just got caught in the turf a little bit Cleve wanted uh, a throw in their way but the referee and the linesman combined, absolutely not interested in that at all, Pegasus ball Slatter round the corner Simmons up against Parrott. Davis steps in to retrieve the loose one. War around the corner to Crow. Crow absolutely clattered from behind by Paneers. Cleve not happy with that one at all. Referee not happy with the free with the uh, with the foul. And uh, gives free kick. Bishop's Cleve's away. 
So from a fairly sort of similar, well, similar-ish range from where Cleve scored their goal. As they go quickly with a free kick, Parrott looking to get Steve Davis in. He's clattered by the goalkeeper and the referee says he's got the ball. Good quick thinking from Parrott and Davis to make that run. The former Gloucester City striker. He was clattered by the goalkeeper. The two of them just giving, them, giving a bit of a high five. As referee, not interested at all. Uh, for me, it's a bit of a weird phase of play because the original foul, I'm surprised that the referee hasn't had a chat with the defender because it's from behind. It's not replaying really the ball. We've seen yellow cards for less than that. But then free kick into Davis. Davis again on his uh, toes, running behind there. Uh, I think for me, the keeper's got enough of the ball for it to not be a penalty. I don't know how you talk, Kels. I think, it, I think the decision was correct not to give it. Yeah, I think it would have been harsh. Would have been harsh. That's what I mean. He got enough of the ball. Yeah, he did. He did take Davis as well, but he got enough of the ball. I think to to not get the penalty. Crow flicks it on. Blaine War picks it up. Good battle in from Blaine War. Now finds Steve Davis. Davis, not really sure what he was trying to accomplish with that. When he's tried, I think he's tried to, to sort of play it round the corner and dink it over the back yeah, line. He didn't wrap his foot around it enough. But. Again, Cleve, you're starting to get space, Kelsey, in and around the uh, the Hereford box here. And again, a long ball. What Hereford Pegasus was doing? Kelsey, I'm looking at you right now, and it's annoying me now. <laughs> it's annoying me. In fairness, Marrera did call for that very early. And Jason Davis, the uh, Pegasus goalkeeper, had so long to, 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 clear, to sort of clear his mind and, and think, you know what, right, should I play this? Should I play that? And in the end, he decided to do it. And I'll give you credit, Marrera wasn't really too far away. He was only probably about a yard away from actually taking that in his stride. But for me, the way the game's gone on, what was it, about half an hour played? Just over, it's yeah. Nothing in this first half an hour would have given me confidence to hit the ball that down. Not Nothing against his ability, but with the wind and the rain and the wind behind you as you're kicking it, I would have been, I mean, if he's taking that down cleanly, he should be playing higher than this. Maybe uh, maybe the wind will aid Hereford Pegasus in the second half. Yeah, potentially, but I also think a change of mentality for Hereford Pegasus. It's not to say they've been playing bad. It's just they're trying to build momentum in the wrong way. They're just getting the ball forward too quickly. In these conditions, it's not going to happen playing that way. It's just not. Linesman flagging for an offside against Crow on the far side. Not really sure about that one. No, <laughs> he's given that, but it's not offside. Probably because they've been shouting at him for not giving offsides. It's just weird the game's got a weird it's just unravelling not the way I anticipated to go throw in to Cleve Marrera heads it back towards O'Regan and O'Regan clears it long looking for Elliot Kennedy Burgess and Paneers getting in each other's way and here's Iron Crow. Elliot Kennedy down the right flank. Takes it on his left foot. Now on his right, now on his left. Elliot Kennedy strikes it from the edge. Poor shot, really. No real direction on it. Just straight down the throat of Jason Davis. You probably had a time to take another touch. Yeah, probably. Again, similar to the Steve Davis shot earlier on in the in the half. Hereford Pegasus is just a little bit slow for me to get out to try and block the shot. And we saw it even with Ewan Crow earlier on, where he was able to turn in the box, and in the end, the, the, the shot was blocked. But so you know, just think about it, that's three times already in this game that on the edge of the box, Hereford Pegasus just slow to get out to the Bishop's Eve man. 
And when you're 1-0 down, it's dangerous because if you score again before half-time, the game's as good as over. Yeah, I mean, then on the flip side of that, I mean, the game could well well be over already. I mean, Hereford Pegs just haven't really shown me anything to make me think, you know, they could actually go in and uh, no. and, and trouble Bishop's play right here. You say at least half of that is going to be down to the fact that conditions are playing a part. Yeah, of course. Behind them, of course, that's going to have a, a major impact in regards to how they're playing. But their mindset, their approach just needs to change. They need to think about what they're doing a bit more. Odiero takes it down on his chest. Leah gets in with the challenge, wins the loose ball. Now taken down by Simmons out to Marrera. Marrera up against O'Regan. Back to Simmons. Now on the edge of the box. O'Regan steps in, plays it to Blaine War, and Cleve can build from the back and get this one clear. Parrot back to War. War down the line to Crow. Good touch by Crow. Skips past his man. Great run. This is by Ian Crow. Beats Slatter. Beats Paneers. Crow into the penalty area. Tries to dink it towards the back post. Kennedy's there. Trying the overhead kick again. And a whistle comes in. He's given a free kick. Given a free kick for a high foot. Maybe against Elliot Kennedy. Up against Mike Burgess, I think. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, Ian Crow, fantastic. What you would say is he's almost too quick for the, the pitch. The ball just got stuck slightly and a couple of times during that run. He just had to dig it out and get it in front of him. That ball runs a bit truer. You fancy Crow to even take it himself. What I will say is that Elliot Kennedy is quite clearly playing up to the fact that we're here commentating because that's twice he's tried an overhead kick now. And twice they've, uh, they've not come off. Maybe Maybe third time lucky. I don't want to go as far as say Elliot Kennedy dreamt about me last night, but he dreamt about me last night. I was not not in his dream. Let's put it you, that way. You're definitely living in his head, rent free. There's been a goal in the Chairman's Cup as Hartbury take a one 0 lead against Slimbridge. Aaron Gorty with that one. Looks like that's about it for the time being. Bassett have gone two 0 up. Shock. TJ Bohane has scored in the cup again. Crow flicks it on. It might fall for Steve Davis on the edge of the box. Just has to cut back. Plays it to Haskin. Odiero. Tucker Dixon coming in on the far side with Taylor with a thunderous challenge. And they've actually won a throw in from this Hereford Pegasus. Taylor goes long. Flicked up by Odiero. And Haskin just knocks it back to Gilder. Does a couple of keepy uppies. Toughly still trail at Wellington by a goal to nil, but they're coming closer from the look of their Twitter feed. A couple of chances, including James Sunley and Joe Shirt, but they're still 1 0 down. And it looks like Gloucester Athletics' first game uh, as a team has been abandoned after 15 minutes due to a serious injury. Looks like an ambulance was called to uh, Toughly Park there. Well, we'll try and find out what happened there at uh, some point over the weekend. Hereford Pegasus now come forward. Good turn this by Mike Burgess. Over on the far side finds Leah. Leah round the corner for Cox. Cox pass not the greatest. And Tucker Dixon goes in and finds himself fouled by Taylor. See, the thing is with that, Tucker Dixon was not getting onto the end of that ball. 
he's knocked it past mm. the, the Hereford man and, and sort of they collided because they're running into each other. If anything, he's he's sort of half on his way down anyway because he knows that there's going to be contact. Yeah. So. But at the same time, the referee is always going to give out a free kick. It's not to say it's the right decision, but you know I can understand why uh, why um, Hereford Pegasus bench are, are pretty miffed by it, to be honest. Uh, free kick was not from uh, not from that position, as uh, the referee rightly says. Cleve trying to take it ten yards into the the Pegasus half when it was actually foul committed inside the Cleve half. Odiero over the free kick now going up towards Crow, who's the main target. Header backwards more than anything by Crow. Steve Davis up against Marrera. Now Marrera finds Burgess. Burgess plays it to Simmons. Simmons has got Marrera on the overlap. He's got two Bishop's Cleave shirts in front of him and plays it off of Archie Haskane for a throw. Goes quickly to Simmons. Simmons plays it off of O'Regan and now it's corner to Pegasus. Two and a half minutes to go till, uh, till half-time Kelsa. Had any additional time that may be added? This is a crucial moment for Pegasus, you'd say. Oh, you think if they get a goal here, mate, it's, uh, well, they'll Game be absolutely on. delighted. Cleave really should be 2-0 up or more. Quick corner taken. Rolf Paniers. Paniers goes towards the back post and the wind just caught it more than anything. It's a bit too much whip on that one as it'll go all the way through to Sam Gilder. Bowls it out quickly to Odiero. It's a bit too far in front of Odiero there, but he's done well. Six foot four of Leroy Odiero stretching to get that ball. Now Tucker Dixon picks it up in midfield. Still going with it. Just goes back onto halfway for Haskane. Now Steve Davis finds O'Regan. O'Regan has got Tucker Dixon inside of him, but opts to go for Crow. Davis flicks it to the left flank where Odiero picks it up. Now Haskane and Odiero playing it between themselves just on the halfway line. Tucker Dixon in acres of space. Finds Parrot. Parrot's got chance to run into space here, but now he finds O'Regan, who's motoring ahead in front of him. Ball just skips up off the turf against Michael O'Regan there, but Cleve come forward with it again. Parrot and Crow going around the corner with each other. Back to Blaine Moore. Cleve just toying with Pegasus at the moment. Davis picks it up from the dummy from Tucker Dixon. Pegasus not closing down at all. Elliot Kennedy up against Taylor. Kennedy going one way, then the other. Kennedy to the byline, puts the cross in, and it's cleared at the front post by Paneers. For a throw-in, all that all that build-up, yeah. all that build-up, and just no final product. But you got to say there was no no real desire from Pegasus to actually get out to the ball until Elliot Kennedy got it on the far side. No, and, and I mean that's the difference between the two sides. Really, is that Cleve have had the ball down; they've been playing it around, playing the short passes. I think that's what Pegasus needs to try and do. You know, whether ability comes into it, you know, Cleve are just making it look. A bit easy at the moment. Odiero long throw in. Crow is the target. And it's headed clear. Haskane will pick it up. Plays it inside to Tucker Dixon. Goes back to Parrott. It's behind Jake Parrott a little bit. Just no pressure on the ball no, at all. Absolutely none. Coming from a red shirt. Green shirt's just able to pick their passes and take their time on it. Now Pritchett's finding, finding himself down the left wing. And the ball is... Trickling along the touchline, picked up by Jason Davis, and there's half time. Cleve will go into the break deservedly leading, but they'll probably feel Paul Collicker and his side will probably feel that they should be more than just a one goal up. They've had uh, a lot more of the play, 
a lot more of the possession, a lot more of the chances, but they just haven't been able to to have that killer instinct where they can really put this game to bed so far. They've only scored one. Elliot Kennedy, after about 11 minutes, scored a, a thumping volley that crashed in off the underside of the crossbar. Jason Davis had absolutely no chance in the Pegasus goal. And since then, Pegasus haven't really forced the Bishop's Cleave back line to work. Sam Gilder, I don't think, has actually made a save at all of any real note. Jason Davis certainly been the busier of the two goalkeepers. But uh, Cleve haven't yet killed this game off. So Pegasus are still in it on the scoreline. Are they still in it in terms of the actual game itself? Remains to be seen. Ryan, just sum, sum that first half up for us with your, your thoughts. Well, the half is pretty much where the game is at the moment. It's that Cleve have got it right where they want it. Cleve have been in complete control for 45 minutes of football. They've you know, scored the first goal. Not to say sat on it. Of course, they've had chances to to extend the lead and, and have looked better on the ball going forward than Pegasus but you know Cleve if they come out of the second half and decide that they want to score straight away and do score straight away it's curtains and it could be a long 45 minutes for for Pegasus you know I've said it a couple of times in that first 45 that the mentality of the Hereford Pegasus team just needs to change you're playing with the wind behind you playing long balls 40 odd yards time time again that just aren't playing off and no one in a, in a red shirt saying do you know what let's try something different because this isn't working and that's the difference. You look at Bishop's League, they've got a plan A, they've got a plan B, and they've got a plan C before they resort to, to playing it long, before they resort to doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, for that reason, Bishop's League are where they are. You look at the results coming in, well, the scorelines coming in uh, in the other games, for example, Brimscombe getting beat, Windsor getting beat. You know, if those two were to, to be defeated today and Cleve march on pretty easy like they look like going to, you can only say that the, the cup competition as a whole, Kelsey, is Bishop Cleves to lose. And, you know, that's a big carrot to say in front of these players at half-time. Obviously, Collie won't be aware of that. Collie, you know, won't be thinking about it. He'll be thinking about what we're going to do in the next 45 minutes and what we're going to do to win this game. Absolutely. And I think to do that, they've just got to turn up because Pegasus haven't started yet. They haven't looked or or shown me anything that will make me worried, let alone Sam Gilder and goal for Bishop Cleves. Absolutely. So we'll go for a quick... Uh, quick break although uh, before we do that I did say to uh, say to Ryan that I'd got him a gift which I was going to give to him live on air of course me and uh, me and my girlfriend Ashley we went to went to the shops earlier so uh, I saw saw this 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 present for him and uh, picked it up and I thought you know what Ryan will absolutely love that so Ryan live on air mate here is your gift from me to you oh absolutely dream chocolate bar absolute dream bar dream. you love you love a dream so I do Saw one in there. for we'll get Ryan a, a dream bar for uh, for, for his halftime snack. So we'll we'll go for a, a couple of quick songs, and then we'll be back with second half commentary live from Kate Lane. But currently halftime score: Bishops Cleave one, Hereford Pegasus nil. Welcome back to Seven Sports Saturday Live here at Bishops Cleave. Kate Lane for their Hellenic League Challenge Cup. Round of 16 clash with Hereford Pegasus. We've just kicked off. Perfect timing as we came back from our break. As Hereford Pegasus trailing by a goal to nil here at Caitlin Elliott Kennedy, scorer of the only goal of the match so far after about 11 minutes in the first half. No changes for either side by the looks of it. 
as Pegasus throw it long in their own box. Wet and miserable, windy conditions here at Kate Lane this afternoon. Kelsey DeMario joined by Ryan Butler to my right. Odiero, comma, Leroy thumping in with a header with a big smile on his face. See, a year older. It was his birthday yesterday. Well, happy belated birthday to Leroy Odiero. And, of course, to Ian Crow as well, who celebrated his birthday this week. Haskane heads it in from the throw-in. Tucker Dixon lets it run. Taylor clears it to Odiero. Down the line to Crow. It's a great touch by Crow. And Parrott gets in there. Plays the ball off of Leah and off of Parrott in turn for a cleave throw. Sorry, a Hereford Pegasus throw, I should say. Ryan, what do both sides need to do in this second half? I mean, we talked just before the break that Cleve, the game is, is there to be killed off. It's ready there, waiting for them. But uh, Hereford Pegasus haven't really been in this game at all. Yeah, all the impetus is really on uh, Hereford Pegasus to try and influence the game and get you know, in amongst it. And they might do here, and there's Marrera coming forward. Cox with the strike from the edge of the box. Out of play for a goal kick, just wide of the mark. Better. And, you know, Bishop Cleave have, have, you know, got the ball down and, and played the short passes very well. And Pegasus haven't done that as much, but when they do look dangerous, it's when Moreira's had the ball on that left-hand side, been able to cut in and play that shorter pass. Now, if you can start getting on the ball to, to do that a bit more, and then, you know, Hereford, as a, Hereford Pegasus as a team, you know, just playing those short passes a bit more frequently and better, you know, that's going to be where they can get themselves back into this game. Simmons, one-on-one against Odiero, going one way, then the other. Simmons gets towards the byline and crosses, and then it's blocked by Odiero. Throw in right in the corner. You've got to also make uh, use of chances like this. When they can get the ball into the Cleave box, they've got to take them, try and put this uh, Cleave defence under a bit of pressure. Taylor will take the throw in, go short. Andrew's trying to turn... Inside his own penalty area, Parrot goes back to Gilder, clears it. Looked like it coming our way for a second, and it just wind curls it back in towards field of play, but just drops out for throw to Pegasus. So uh, someone's had to go and retrieve the ball to the left hand side. We've got a new ball on the pitch anyway. Taylor is stood over this one again. Andrews showing for it, and then Simmons and Cox as well. Taylor just, just wants an option. Goes down the line. Odiero is going to gobble those up all afternoon. Davis flicks it inside to Crow. Crow can't get it under control. Now Andrews, who's a bit quiet in the first half. George Andrews, I must say. It's, uh, coming across there was Burgess, who's made an absolute mess of the clearance, and Absolutely gifted Cleaver throwing in a good position. Odiero is going to bound forward to launch this one in. Looks like Pritchett is going to come up and get in the box as well. And yeah, that's just what pressure does. We talked about Pegasus in the first half. Didn't really press the ball too much when Cleave had it in and around their own box. That one in the middle of the park. Pegasus have got it. And you know, Cleave had hustled and harried him off it. And that's the difference between the two sides, really. Paul Collicott just G in his side up. No movement in the box. Crow will take it down. With a hell of a touch. Parrot. 
delivers towards the back post. Pritchett's lurking, and it might fall for Elliot Kennedy, and it just bounced up off of his shin more than anything. Clearance by Taylor comes off of Crow, and Pegasus can relieve the pressure with a throw-in. And that's what's going to happen in this second half. You know, Cleaver going to be uh, um, you know playing with the wind in their backs. We saw Pegasus struggle with that in the first 45 for long spells. So if Cleaver can handle that better, score that second goal, then they're going to feel very, very comfortable in the way the game's going. It's a poor throw-in, really, from Taylor. And then it just hit Leah right in the chest, and he's tried to keep it in play, but it couldn't do. So a throw goes the other way. Delighted to see Matty Witcherick. It's away to our left-hand side. Haskane goes down the line. Odiero tries to keep it in. And it's hooked high in the air. That is going to fall out of play. Jake Parrott telling Leroy Odiero to pick up the other loose ball, which he did do. And he launches that one in, and it's headed out for another throw. Goes quickly into Crow. Crow looking to turn on his right foot. Haskane knocks one back to Odiero. Down the line for Tucker Dixon. Leah tries to keep it in, but can't quite do so and just sort of smashes it clear. Mark Pritchett just in front of us, tying his laces. I think he's got plenty of time to do so. Cleve aren't really under any pressure at the moment. Haskane goes back to Odiero following the front. Odiero now takes it inside round the corner to Elliot Kennedy trying to flick it onto his right foot. Davis, who has fouled Marrera. I mean, it's ones you don't usually see, to be honest. Davis. Yellow card as well. Book for that. He's just sort of backed into Marrera as he, he was trying to, you know, jockey for position. I don't think it's a yellow card. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just a drag down, perhaps, is what the referee is. Looks like Cleaver already in Keen Gardner, by the way. So a free kick taken long by Paneers, and that might fall for Gilder. And it does go all the way through to the Bishop's Cleave keeper under no pressure at all from a red shirt. Haskane and Tucker Dixon combined to concede possession. And throw-in will come in on the far side. Substitution. And looks like Iron Crow is coming off. And is that Jake Rhodes? It is Jake Rhodes. I thought it was Keane Gardner, but it's not. So Jake Rhodes, like for like swap. Been impressed with Iron Crow once again. Yeah, he's worked hard, hasn't he? He worked hard, as, as he always does for Bishop Cleave. Had the, the sort of one half chance in the, the first half where he was blocked. But yeah, I think he'll be glad to, to be out of the rain a little bit for me. And the throw-in wasted by Pegasus. Andrews loses out, tries to control it, but uh, couldn't. But here he is on the ball now. Throws a step over in up against Jake Parrott and switches it delightfully over to Marrero, who takes it on his right foot. Marrero stumbling and falling over. The referee gives a free kick. I'm not really too sure on that one up against O'Regan. I think, uh, if anything, Marrero was sort of already on the way down. Yeah, he stumbled. Marrero yeah. stumbled on it and felt half a bit of contact and... 
is obviously he can always go down. I don't think O'Regan's done an awful lot wrong there. Jake Rhodes being urged to come and defend for Cleve. They momentarily had three players up there. So it's a toss-up really between Moreira and Paniers. And it is Paniers who is over it. Steps up to it. Paniers drives it low. And it's an easy save for Gilders. It's the right idea, though. The right idea to go low, to go driven. Um, anything could have happened with the amount of bodies in amongst it. Any deflection could have taken it anywhere. But in the end, it went, evaded everyone and easy for Gilders to claim. Rhodes misses out in the flick on, but it's come off of a Hereford Pegasus head and Kennedy can try and get to the byline. Good defending by Taylor. Just stood him up, waited for Kennedy to try and make his move and just put his foot in and intercepted it. And now Pegasus can potentially break with Simmons. Now Leah Pritchett went flying in there. Looked like he was going to absolutely clatter Leah. And the ball has been given to Hereford Pegasus. Pritchett absolutely fuming. You probably heard him on the uh, on the mic there. He's slid in. He's not hit anything, has he? He's, he's completely missed everything. Yeah, not really sure on that one. Throw in comes in. Looked like a handball that from Odiero. Linesman's right there, and he wasn't interested at all. Rhodes almost handballed it himself as well. Kennedy flicks it round the corner. Up against Kyle Paneers, but it goes all the way through to Jason Davis. Cleve need to get Blaine Moore back into the game. In that first 45, Blaine Moore, you know, was very instrumental um, with the way Cleve went about their business. And he's just been starved of the possession in this second half so far. And he is the kind of player, if you can get in the ball running at this Hereford Pegasus back line, he, he will cause some problems. Potential injury worry for Hereford Pegasus. Slatter is down the left back. Perhaps maybe touch of a, a muscle injury. There was a scoreline at half-time, by the way, that, that came in. Um, Tuffley Rovers' development are 3-0 down at Letcombe. Poor one there. Michael Palmer away um, this weekend. Not, not in charge of the team. Away? Where's he gone? I don't know, but he's not in charge today. You can't tell me he's gone on his holidays. Not in weather no, like I this. So. I think he's working. <laughs> I was going to say, mate. It's not like he's sunning it up somewhere. Just have a look here. Looks like Bolton Wanderers are set to get promoted in League Two. They lead three goals now against Crawley. Cambridge are one 0 up against Grimsby, and Cheltenham are still three one up. Patrick Hill warming up. Looks like he might be getting a run up. <laughs> That'd be unbelievable scenes if it happened, mate. Parrott picks up the loose ball in midfield, just slides on his behind more than anything as uh, Jay Rose comes in with a crunching challenge against George Andrews, but the referee's played advantage and it's into Cox. Oh, and it's into the back of the net. Corley Cox has slipped it past Sam Gilder. And with the breakaway, the referee, you've got to say, he's played a fantastic advantage for Hereford Pegasus. Jake Rhodes had clattered into George Andrews and they continued to play Corley Cox got in behind and out of nowhere really Bishop's Cleave have been pegged back and it's 1-1 but Corley Cox has equalised for Hereford Pegasus Whew. what a what a what a 10, 10 seconds of play there well Chatham just made a 4-1 by the way so they are clearly going to win League 2 Jake Rhodes is going to get a yellow card for that tackle but hey Hereford Pegasus have made this a very entertaining game you know break on there finish from Cox was superb took it into his stride I 
thought, being honest, he may have potentially taken it too heavy. That, that touch just before the shot, but he's just driven it low across Gilder. He's got absolutely no chance. It's nestled in the bottom corner, and that's the difference. Pegasus, what it did, Kels, is they got the ball down, and they were playing the sh- short passes in and amongst the you know centre circle, getting amongst Bishop Cleese's midfielders, and ultimately it's led to the break, and they've equalised. It looks like a yellow card to the assistant manager of Hereford Pegasus. Yeah, perhaps maybe for something that was said after the... Uh... I, I don't really know though because I mean surely he's not going to complain that the referee hasn't given a free kick against against Jake Rhodes Maybe because he expected a red card for Jake Rhodes possibly but I, I don't know I don't I don't think that's it was the only a, thing I can think it possibly could be I don't think it was a red card challenge but no. I don't even think Jake Rhodes got booked for it in the end I didn't see he did he did right okay I didn't I didn't see that to be honest but there we go Bishop Cleve pegged back one one but they're back on the attack immediately Blaine War into penalty area trying to slip it through to Elliot Kennedy. Elliot Kennedy's down. I think he might be hurt. Should we do a quick time check to see how long Elliot Kennedy has lasted? I mean, what I would say is, again, you know, I said earlier they need to get Blaine Moore in, in and involved again. You see, he does that. The first thing he does, he's run at the Hereford back line. And he's nearly, you know, caused it. It looks like Elliot Kennedy may have pulled something here. The way just, just before the 60-minute mark. Sometimes Chicken Little knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I imagine Sam Blackie might... Uh, might come on to replace him. Natural replacement, I think, with the fact that Jake Rhodes has already come on. Yeah, ha- Kennedy's hamstring's gone. I think his left hamstring. So that else could be him out of the competition. The rest of the competition, if Cleve get through. Yeah, disappointing that uh, Elliot Kennedy will uh, will he leave the field away. of play. He's, yeah, he's gone sort of slowed near the near post and immediately gone back down. And yeah, he he'll know his body better than anyone. He's a man who, as I said earlier, you know, when he has that good spat form he always seems to be the cursed player that ends up having that injury you know it was his back that was playing him mm. um, up for about 12 to 18 months and yeah hopefully it's not too bad and he's been replaced yeah so I imagine Steve Davis will go on up front Sam Blackie yes. will slot in just behind the front two of Rhodes and Davis well I mean they're so versatile that Blackie could even go through the middle I mean we saw him play as a centre forward and even as a number 10 uh, for Brimscombe back when uh, he was there it looks like Pegasus Getting a sub ready. I thought a sub was coming on, but he's not. So Jason Davis resumes play with a goal kick up high into the Gloucestershire sky. Now Davis takes it down for Cleve. First touch for Sam Blackie is to slip in Blaine Moore. Blaine Moore's got Steve Davis inside of him to the left so he can find him. War cuts back. He's got Blackie on edge boxes. Blackie off the post. First real involvement of the game for Sam Blackie, and he's crashed it against the post of Jason Davis. Pegasus just trying to get their lines clear and got it over there on the left side with Slatter. Marrera. from Blackie, wasn't it? I thought Steve Davis was just going to hold it uh, a bit too long and it, in the end came to, to Blackie. He's got, it he got his head over it, sorry. Wrapped his foot around it off the post. Hell of an effort. And it would have been a, would have been a very, very good goal and a great way to get himself involved into this game. But Hereford Pegasus still level. Bringing out their digital subs board, Hereford Pegasus. Jason... Jason Williamson is replacing Kieran Slatter. Slatter, who went down injured, uh, you know, about five minutes ago. It's probably lasted longer than, than he you know, would have expected after going down. Kieran Slatter is a name that I recognise, and I don't know from where. It's probably because he played against Tuffley, I think, in the mm, possibly, yeah. we saw earlier in the season. Possibly. So, throw in by Taylor. And it's going to be knocked back. Well, it's knocked out of play, really, for uh, 
throw in by Paneers. Momentarily thought that could have been sliced out for a corner. It was that close to the corner flag. Blaine Moore takes it quickly from about 30 yards further back from where the throw in was given into Sam Blackie. He's bundled over by George Andrews, and that is a free kick to Cleve. Well, I would say, Kelsey, I won't say it too loud, but does go to penalty to fist as a draw in 90 minutes. Good. No extra time, that's what we like. Parrot takes it short. It's in towards Blackie on the edge of the box. Blackie. So it's back to Steve Davis. Always rising on the edge of the box. Steve Davis. Good chance. Good link-up play between Blackie and Davis there. But Cleve just can't quite get it. Yeah, it's a couple of times there in about two minutes where Cleve once more, um, you know, having space and time on the edge of that box. And, you know, Hereford Pegs is just a little bit slow again to come out to the ball. They can't afford to keep doing that, Kelsey. Otherwise, they will be punished. Haskane takes it on his thigh. And now Parrott slips into Blaine War. War just second-guessing himself for a moment as to whether he was going to take it on. War plays it off of Taylor. It's actually already gone out of play by the time that Blaine War played it off of the Pegasus right back. or Well, swapped over to left back now. Looks like Williamson has come over to this right wing and... Leah has taken up Taylor's position at right back. Taylor's slotted in at left back. So, shuffling the deck by Hereford Pegasus. They're right in this game now. They looked, to be honest, they looked dead and buried in that first half. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're they're right in it now. Scores level. And here is the aforementioned Williamson. Just can't quite keep it in play. And Odiero will be grateful to pick this up for a throw-in. Loops it high. And it's actually flicked on by a Pegasus head and it's going to fall to Blaine War on the edge War takes it past Taylor Taylor clouds into him free kick to Bishop Cleave right on the edge Taylor the culprit up against Blaine War there are a couple of shouts for a free kick in there for Bishop's Cleave and Archie Haskane and Taylor going at it as Haskane tries to retrieve the ball a couple of handbags followed by all smiles and what a good opportunity this is for Cleave just feel, is it Mark Pritchett territory? You feel like it yeah, probably is. It's a le- so. favours left footer from that angle. I mean, Pritchett is lining this one up, by the way. Pritchett is very, very interested in this free kick. Could be a, could be a Kodak moment, Ryan. For your video camera. Pritchett will size this one up. Blaine War fancies it as well, but I think Pritchett will be favoured. I mean, He's got to take it, Pritchett. It's Pritchett, and it's blocked by Pritchett's tells you it was going in. War picks it up, though. Cleve's still trying to come at it, and they've got another free kick. About, uh, about 10 yards further back from where Pritchett had taken this one, the previous one, I should say. Pegasus not happy with it because they were breaking away. Parrot tries to go quickly and Corley Cox has blocked it and will pick up a soft yellow card. The goal scorer for Pegasus. There's a kick at the bottle in the hair for Pegasus dugout. Parrot goes quickly down the line for Blaine War to the byline. War crosses into the side netting. Paul Collicott was absolutely screaming for Jake Parrot to play that ball quickly and he duly obliged his manager's wishes but Blaine War couldn't quite apply the cross. Still 1-1. Don't want to overrule Paul Cody Kirk, but I think it would have been better suited to put that in the box. Leroy Diero in there, Mark Pritchard in there. You know, players of, of variability like Jake Rhodes in there as well. I, you know, I'd have fancy. You know what, I'm like, Kelsey, I'd just prefer putting the ball in the box and get your big men attacking it. 
Haskane goes up for it with Cox. Parrott comes away with the loose ball. Knocks it back to Gilder. And Gilder puts his foot through it. Taylor wins the header. War takes it down. Pushed in the back by Burgess. Offside. And Steve Davis was offside. Game could literally go either way. At this it's, on point. A, it's on a knife edge. I, I can't believe it. If you'd said to me 45 minutes ago that this was going to be how the game would, would be, be stood up in the final sort of half hour or so, I'd be saying no way. Well, it's a game of two halves. And now Simmons gets it forward down the left flank for Marrera up against O'Regan it's been a good battle between the two of them Marrera now cuts inside tries to slip it into Simmons but Parrott is there helping out his right back O'Regan and gets it to Blaine War. War Blackie is in acres of space he's got Tyrone Tucker-Dixon on the left if he can find him and he does Tucker-Dixon up against Williamson takes it past one now he's got Leah to beat takes it past him Tucker-Dixon delivers cross blocked by Leah in the end who'd come back to recover and put the foot in and it's a corner to Bishop's Cleave. That was one of the first times really have Pegasus have got bodies out to the ball. And it really did close the angle for Tucker Dixon. And he's done really well to win a corner in the end, really. But say what, 20 minutes or so left here in the game? Well, 23, the linesman just signalled. Straight to penalties, of course, as Ryan said. So we're halfway through the second half. As I say, game on a knife edge. Jake Parrott with his corner. It's Pritchett in there with a the header. It's up more than anything. It's on to the top of the net, and it's a corner. Corner again to Bishop's Cleave. The wind absolutely wreaking havoc with that one. Just feel like the uh, set-piece routine really is is not to, to, to put power on it, but just sort of try and whip it in a bit. Yeah, Loft it in, try maybe try and get the wind to catch it. And get your runners on it. Parrot towards the near post, headed clear, only as far as Tucker Dixon on the corner of the box. Tucker Dixon, he's got three red shirts around him, Tucker Dixon, and no green shirts in support. He has to go all the way back to Haskane. Haskane now about 40 yards from goal. Has Parrott to the left. Parrott delivers first-time cross. Might fall all the way through the back post. And it was it was, it was dangerous. Hereford Pegasus were very happy just to see that one go all the way through. But, I, I mean, think... the spin and the bounce nearly caught that one. As a neutral, I'm very happy with the way that Hereford Pegasus are now defending. You know, again... Tucker Dixon gets the ball in the corner. Three players in and around him. Trying to make it difficult for, for Cleve. And it, as I said to you, it's all about a mentality thing. Something in your head's just got to click. That, you know, we need to do it this way. And, and now they're doing it. They're defending much better and they look better. Well, looks so like Kevin Slack's coming up. Yeah, it looks like it. Kevin Slack going to replace Tyrone Tucker Dixon. Jake Rhodes potentially going to pull over to his left-hand side, I think. Yeah. Davis so and Slack as a two with Blaine Moore on the right, I'd imagine. Well, of course, you know, Steve Davis can also rotate into the uh, the wing option. Well, Slack's coming on, looks like, on the left side of a midfield, but I think that's just for the goal kick to try and compete. In fact, I think, it's, I think Slack's coming on to play left wing. Blackie gets up there with the header. Steve Davis is going to give chase to that one. No I know. Steve Davis is quick. I don't think even Steve Davis of, of five or six years ago when he was at Gloucester City, well, more than that, seven years ago, yeah. really, would have caught that one. It's one of those where it's hit the turf, win behind you, that's always going to skip away. Pegasus suffered with it in the first half. And you've got to say, Kels, I think, you know, Cleef has suffered with it as equally as, as Pegasus have done. A couple of times the ball's been whipped in, they just get over here because of the wind. Davis goal kick goes straight out of play over the halfway line, throw in for Cleve. 
Long throw in taken. Steve Davis flicks it around the corner to Sam Blackie. Picked up by Corley Cox. Ball not the best and Parrott just slips in with the challenge. Now tries to flick it to the far side. Now Idea was good. Pegasus can break away. Here's Marrera looking to stretch his legs. He's got Taylor bounding up there on the left-hand side. Taylor delivers towards the back post. Pritchett only half clears it. And they're lucky there's no one following up there. So Kevin Slack can just pick up the, the scraps. And now find Blackie. Blackie, ball not the best. Stepped onto by Burgess. It's nearly hit Paul Collicker on the deflection. Great defending from Burgess. Just to, to read it and step into it that confidently. Knew that you know the touch wasn't always going to be the perfect touch. But yeah, if he doesn't get that, Jake Rhodes is in on that far side. And you wouldn't have bet against him. Throwing on the far side. Simmons has been, been smashed into by O'Regan. The referee gave it one way. The linesman gave it the other. And then eventually the referee and linesman combined to give it to Bishop's Cleave. And that was a foul throw as well from Marie. Throwing taken quickly. Blaine War loses out. Now Burgess over halfway. Trying to get Simmons down the left-hand side. He might get in behind of O'Regan here. Good defending by Michael O'Regan. Out with Parrott. Parrott. Deft little ball into Jake Rhodes. Rhodes. He's seen the run of Kevin Slack on the far side. And, well, the reaction there from myself tells you that that ball just goes straight out of play for wow. throwing. I've criticised Hera for Pegasus in the first half for playing the diagonal balls like that and you know, you've got to criticise Bishop Cleave here. They're doing exactly the same as what Pegasus did in that first 45 minutes and it's just not ticking. The game awareness, you need to think about what you're doing a bit better. The ball is always going to fly off this ground. You know, it's Yes, it's rained over the last few days or whatever, but we've had a relatively dry six weeks or so. The pitches were dry at the start of this competition. They're not going to be soaked through, so it's always going to just rebound off it and skid away. Here come Cleve down the right side. O'Regan, a rare foray forward for him. Blaine War flicks it round the corner to Steve Davis. Davis keeps it in. He's got O'Regan up there for support. Davis plays it up off of Taylor. Corner kick. Smart play by Steve Davis. The uh, the wily veteran, Steve Davis. And this is where Cleve got to make it count. The set pieces, the corners. Um, you know, Jake Parrott. See, I'm talking about game awareness. He's got such a great game awareness, Jake Parrott. He's realised wind is blowing at that goal. It's on the right-hand side. That needs a left foot. Kevin Slack, you go take this corner instead of me. Bodies around the six-yard area. Slack plays Maybe it Jake in. Jake Parrott should have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even beat the first man. Marrera clears it. In and Jake Parrott is going to go take this one instead. <laughs> Marrera cleared it in the direction of Soccer Snacks. And Jake Parrott will trot over and take the, uh, the ensuing corner. So Perhaps maybe, yeah. Jake Parrott should have taken weird. the... Uh, Mark Pritchett's probably the one you want to be taking this, but then you take out the aerial threat in the box. It's, it's, it's weird, really. Parrott floats one. Header up by Pritchett off the bar, and it might fall for O'Regan in the back post, and Slack was there as well, and Rhodes was there as well. Rhodes went flying. Yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> as I said, I talked about Pritchett potentially being the one to take the corner, but you take out the aerial presence. He rises like a salmon and wins the header. Here's the top of the, well, the, the angle of the crossbar and post. You know, it would have been a great header to have arrowed it into the corner like that. Twice now Cleve have hit the post in this half alone. Well, the crossbar and the post would work. Haskin goes up for the header. Rhodes trying at the second attempt. Blackie being pulled all over by Burgess and eventually the referee gives the free kick. I mean, the linesman's here. The linesman's right here and he hasn't flagged that. The linesman hasn't flagged for much in front of us, has he? He's had a nice quiet afternoon. He's had a nice, nice, eve, nice afternoon out to Bishop's Lee. He saw a steam train. Had fun. <laughs> Just nice to get a bit of fresh air. 
You had some social distancing afternoon out. Just over a quarter of an hour left, Gav. Parrot with this free kick. Chance for Cleve at the back post, perhaps with Odiero, Pritchett and Rhodes. It might fall for Jake Rhodes at the back post. Is it going to be bundled in? It's Steve Davis and it's blocked. And then Jason Davis bounds himself onto the ball and leaps onto it. And there was a real chance at the back post. Rhodes and Pritchett were up there. And then Steve Davis tried to put it in at the, at the second time of asking. It just needed a touch as it sort of trickled across goal. It seemed to take an age to make its way through the six-yard box. But there was no green shirt around it to, to put it in. And eventually, when Steve Davis picked it up, red shirts had got back towards it. And Jason Davis was grateful just to smother the ball. And a free kick given against Jake Parrott. We talk about this game being in the balance. It's also in the balance at Borton. Uh, Brimton have pulled a goal back. Jack Bartman with one there. Still 1-0 to Hartbury. Forrest Green had a penalty six minutes ago, which I imagine has been taken. And it has. Forrest Green have actually scored two in about three minutes. They need two goals to nil. Gilder picks it up. Goes long. Header up and Williamson tries to keep it in in front of us, but uh, never going to get there. Haskane throws it in quickly to Odiero. Odiero goes back to Gilder. Someone's just just needing to, to show for it, really, for Bishop's Cleave. Ball loose by O'Regan. Now picked up by Moreira. Chance for Pegasus to spring into attack. It's four against four. Here's Moreira into the penalty area. Moreira. Up against Pritchett. Cuts back onto his left. Now goes all the way back to Taylor. Burgess. Chance maybe just slightly fizzling out for Hereford Pegasus. Williamson goes down the line for Corley Cox. Back to Williamson. Delivers first time. Might fall for Marrera on the edge. Still there and he's thrown himself to the ground. Marrera. And he could be gone here. This could, if he's given this as a dive, Marrera could be off for a second yellow. And I think he will be. And Carlos Moreira is sent off. Trying to buy a free kick. And he's not happy. Kevin Slack has, uh, well, Moreira has uh, sort of alleged that Kevin Slack has said something to him, which uh, he is not happy with at all. He's not really happy. Moreira is absolutely incensed, and you can only feel that from the reaction that he's got a real case, and he's not happy with Haskane either. Well, they're giving him a proper send-off, these Bishop Cleave players, and he is not happy with it at all. Well, from, from what I heard, I'm not, I'm not going to repeat what Moreira is alleging Kevin Slack to have said, but I'm sure you heard it as well, Ryan, that... Um, Allegedly, Kevin Slack has made some sort of reference to his nationality. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But this is turning very unsavoury, you've got to say. Hereford Pegasus really... You've got to give credit to Cox. Cox has been trying to haul uh, Marrera off for about five minutes here. Yeah, not... Looks like not... Collie and looks like the Hereford Pegasus bench, yeah. Having a bit of war of words as well. and These are na- nasty scenes here at uh, Kate Lane. You really don't like to to see this. Marrero is going, going off and and the uh, Pegasus bench are fuming. 
This hey, is I'll the manager who's on a yellow card. He's probably going to get himself sent off. He keeps talking as well. I don't know whether the referee is going to come over to this near side and maybe have a chat with uh, with the linesman. No, I don't think he is. No, well, I don't think he is, no. Well, real unsavoury scenes here at Kate Lane as we approach the last 15 minutes. Well, and we'll restart. Bottom line is that, uh, is that Carlos Moreira has been sent off for a second yellow after simulation trying to win inside a free kick on the edge of the penalty area when it looked like they were in a good position and O'Regan slipped Summers now can get in on the right side of the Cleve defence Summers up against O'Regan Cox is trying to stream forward plays it off of Blaine War and War keeps it in and goes down the line for Jake Rhodes Rhodes can't keep it in and a throw in so yeah if you've uh, well if you've just joined us, where have you been for the last sort of 75 minutes? But yeah, if you have, then uh, some unsavoury scenes as Carlos Moreira was sent off and got up absolutely incensed at something that Kevin Slack had allegedly said. We can't, uh, can't repeat it on the, on the radio, but there's an alleged reference to Carlos Moreira's nationality, so... We'll try and get the uh, the story on that at some point, I imagine. Breaking away from this game for a sec, Kelsey, just to calm it all down. There's been a couple of goals. Morven lead Lidney two goals to one now. Finn Hamblet equalised, but Morven have gone back in front. Um, Emmanuel Bam, who has cr- set up a goal for Aaron Gorty, who has doubled his tally for Hartbury University. They lead Slimbridge Reserves by two goals to nil in that one. Harry Hill still 2-1 up. Um, and yeah, it looks like it's as you were for the majority of games. Burgess coming forward now for Hereford Pegasus, who are down to 10 men, but still 1-1. And now Summers trying to get past O'Regan. Good defending by Michael O'Regan. Again, in the right-back position. Pegasus going to have to feel like it's going to be a case of can they get it to the to 90 minutes at 1-1 and maybe try and win it on penalties. As uh, foul comes in, on Jake Parrott by a combination of Burgess and another player I can't quite see there were quite a few bodies in there Panniers I think I think it might actually be Wilf Munn who is yeah. um, who's wearing the number 15 shirt and has been since the start of the game Gotta be honest, mate, I didn't see it myself. I was looking down at a tweet because Tuffy Rovers have equalised, and you'll be pleased to know, Kelsey, the goal scored by Adam Bloomfield. Delighted. Delighted with that. That's getting a quote retweet with a uh, love heart emoji. <laughs> so it's going to be a yellow card brandish to someone. And it is Burgess who gets his name taken by Mr. Forrester. Not been afraid to dish out the cards. No, the game's sort of gone that way in the second half. Quick free kick taken by Parrott to War. War plays it into the chest of Taylor. Still there with War. Now Parrott towards the back post. Straight out of play for a goal kick. Just under 10 minutes to go. Well, under 9 minutes to go, really, in this one. Plus, you imagine maybe 3 or 4 stoppages Maybe even five, I think. For the altercations that we've had and well, you've got to think substitutions. We had in injury, we had the, the goal. The, the goal, we also had the, the red card incident there. 
you know, you, you'd probably say you're looking at five, maybe even six at this point. Referee so says still probably about a quarter of an hour left. Well, the referee signalled eleven to go. So whether that is taken into account all the stoppages surely as well, not. surely not. Yeah. Surely he's not only adding on two minutes here. Be interesting to see what he does add on. The referee just wants pens, mate. That's what that is. He wants penalties. He's a fan, big fan he's of the penalties. He's a fan of the penalties. You want to listen back to it later on Spotify, which you can do. Then you listen to all of our content on Spotify and on Anchor FM. Odiero with a chance to launch this one long into the box. Slack is there at the near post, as is Pritchett and Rhodes. Odiero is towards Kevin Slack. He flicks it on, and it just goes out of play into the side netting for a goal kick. Well, it's all changed, really, in Wellington. It's Tuffley are now on the offensive and nearly gone 2-1 up. And it turns out that Tuffley first team scored on pretty much exactly the same time as their development side, but they still trail four goals to one at Letcombe. Any update on the Long Levens Nuance score, mate? No, I don't think anyone's out the Long Levens game tweeting for Long Levens. I haven't seen anything from Nuance, so I don't know if the Nuance uh, Twitter guy's at the reserve game, which is going to be at their home ground. So I imagine that's going to be where he is. I'll have a look for you. Meanwhile, we've got a throw into Odiero to take. Launches it long inside to Jake Parrott. He'd be delighted to hear that the rain has mercifully stopped for the moment. O'Regan delivers. Poor from O'Regan. Out of play. Goal kick. The new uh, Twitter guy is not at any game from the look of it. Well, I'm sure we'll see the uh, the Long Levens result in the round of 16 at some point over the next sort of half an hour or so. And in that time, we should know the result of this game. Still 1-1. Well, Isaac Johns has started for Long Levin, so if he scored a hat-trick today and we've come here, I'm going to be fuming with you. <laughs> he jokes, but... If, I, if, if, if Isaac Johns scores a hat-trick on the same weekend that I scored a hat-trick at Meadow Park, then I'll be absolutely delighted with that. I'll be delighted with that, mate. It shows that you and Isaac Johns are separated at birth, mate. <laughs> Not the same age, but, you know, you're separated at birth. <laughs> Here's Jake Parrott carrying it over halfway for Bishop's Cleave against... The 10-man Hereford Pegasus. Carlos Moreira sent off about five minutes ago for a second yellow due very to simulation. Yeah, very unsavoury incident. Don't want to keep coming back to it, but it is a big talking point in this game. Parrot goes up to the back post where Rhodes is waiting for it. Slack heads it back in. Hooked clear by Paneers. No nonsense from wow. the defender. Well, I'm sorry, wondering, Kelsey, and what I'm, what I'm pondering on is whether, you know, having the, the wind in the back made such a difference because Hereford Pegasus is just defending so much better this half than they did in the first half. I, I don't really get why. That's a good point. Kevin Slack takes it long for the throw-in. Davis might fall for Pritchett with a bicycle kick. It's a great save by Davis. It's bundled in by Blaine War at the back post. And what a great moment after everything that Blaine War has been through the last couple of weeks in his family life. Obviously, his brother passing away suddenly, and he might well have got the winning goal in this round of 16 game. It was flicked on by Steve Davis. Pritchett went in there with a sort of overhead kick, hooked it towards the back post. Jason Davis could only parry it clear. He scrambled across, and to be fair to him, couldn't really do much more, and was just unlucky that Blaine War was in the right place at the right time, and he's bundled it in at the back post. And it's a great moment, not for just this game, but for Blaine War himself. And we're delighted for him. Yeah, delighted with that. 2-1. Um, and you've got to say, you've got to feel for Jason Davis a little bit. Because if Blaine War's not there, you'd say he's pulled off a hell of a save. You know, Pritchett just hooking it to the back post like he did. 
Davis has gone flying to his left-hand side, got a hand on it, but he's ended up just hitting it against Blaymore, who was bundling in. And you've got to say, that's what you teach you know, young players and, and the kids when they're, they're growing up, is to always gamble at the back post, and you, know, you never know what could happen. Blaymore probably knew nothing about that, but he's put it in the back of the net, and Cleaver on their way to the next round as it stands. About five minutes to go. Jake Parrott bundled over by Williamson. Paul Collico, by the way, after that goal, was absolutely incensed with Jake Rose, just saying, Jake Rose, you've done absolutely nothing, liven up. So, interesting bit there. Blame Ward towards the byline, cuts back, finds Sam Blackie. He's got Archie Haskane in the middle. Blackie might fall for Jake Rhodes, as we were just mentioning him for doing nothing, according to Paul Collico. He gets up there with a header and just heads it over the top of Jason Davis' ball, uh, bar, I should say. Well, we saw Bishop's Heath against Long Levens a couple of weeks ago and, and you know what they did after going 2-1 up in the final stages is they killed the game off. Paul Colico will be looking for his side just to kill it off now, get that third, and then they can just you know have a, a foot up, you know, feet up, rest in for the final f- few minutes of the game. But Bexler's has just got to keep going. They may be a man down, but you know they've played better this second half. So Pritchett comes in with a thunderous challenge after Burgess had uh, found himself in an advanced position. Paneers up against Steve Davis and it's uh, throw-in to Cleve. Referee was not really sure on that so he's left it to the linesman to decide. Linesman who's about 60 yards away. Referee probably half the distance but obviously didn't quite get a good enough look at it. Interestingly, Cleve going to go long again with this throw-in. Kevin Slack might fall for Blaine War. Still in the penalty area. Now on the edge with Haskane with a strike. Tame. Sam Gilder not happy with that one away to our right-hand side. Sure, you don't have to tell Archie Haskane twice that he should have done better from that position. As he wins it now for his side. Now plays a give-and-go with Jake Rhodes. Rhodes into the box for Haskane and it's going to fall for Kevin Slack. And he's smashed it into the back of the net. And that's the nail in the coffin for Hereford Pegasus. Kevin Slack absolutely smashes that one into the back post, into the back of the net, sorry, at the back post. And it's a good finish from the veteran striker as well. And Hereford Pegasus are going out of the Hellenic League Challenge Cup. Bishop Cleaver on their way through to the next round. 3-1. Well, it looks like Lucas Price is coming on for Bishop's Cleave. Interesting who he comes on for, but you know, that's what we said. Um, you know, against Long Levens, Bishop Cleave scored a goal with about five minutes ago and then scored a goal with about a minute left into, you know, the match that night and that's what they need to do here. The second goal goes in. Don't let up that intensity, keep going. And that's what they've done. Kevin Slack, Johnny on the spot. Again, you've got to say Pegasus just a little bit slow to come out to the edge of the box initially. Pulled back to Slack and he's funded it in. Um, you know, he may have well, made the headlines as it were for the for the wrong things earlier on, but that's what Kevin Sachs good at, just finishing it. Blaine Wall going off to applause from everybody. Um, you know, great to see him back on the football pitch, back influencing the game. He's had an absolute cracking game and got the all important second goal and now he's been replaced by Lucas Price for the final minute and stoppage time. Well, hopefully the referee doesn't uh, decide to add on too much more time now as Jake Rhodes can potentially add a further one on to this one as he's just uh, coming forward and has kind of lost his footing. Ryan, we'll get you to start thinking about your M&S roofing man of the match for this afternoon. We're now down to two. Okay, well, we'll come to you at the end of the game for your final thoughts on 
on today's clash at Kate Lane. Parrott just clearing it in his own corner. Now it's with Lucas Price. Price trying to get himself down the right flank. But it's good defending, actually, from, from Corley Cox, who has had a decent second half. I don't really think any Hereford Pegasus players had a good first half. It was quite an uninspiring performance as Sam Gilder has uh, tried to come out and claim it, slide for it, and uh, lost the ball and then gained it back as we've ticked over into the 90th, 91st minute. We've over the regulated time played now into stoppage time. Steve Davis travels with it, finds Odiero. In front of us here now Slack, who has... Added the gloss to the scoreline, Kevin Slack. I think on the balance of play, you feel like Cleve probably deserved to win this game. But they've had to had to work for it. Knight, neat little turn from Blackie. Just overruns it. Parrott steps in to retrieve the loose one. Haskane spreads it to Price. Price now looking to run at Taylor. But it's taken in his stride now by Burgess. Over the halfway line for Simmons. And it's tried to go down the line but no one had continued the run and Sam Gilder will pick it up and I think Hereford Pegasus are pretty much done now they realise that the game is well and truly over they're barely going to chase this one I think the referee's just indicated two as in two left so we've played one already so three added on at the end of the first half at the end of the second half then we have established and Cleve will quite happily really just play, play this one round the back when they need to Gilder's ball is not the best. Picked up by Munn. His pass in turn is not the best and it's picked up by Odiero. Now with Slack. Slack back to Pritchett. Cleve just looking to keep the ball moving. Just keep possession. Keep the ball in play. Keep the clock ticking down. Just kill the game off. Just one more minute left to go. The referee signalled now. Steve Davis trying to get Price down the right hand side. Price crosses towards Jake Rhodes at the near post. Cleared by Munn. And you feel Good like this... Price. Good play. Yes. Yeah. feel like this corner will probably be the final action of the game. Fair play to Cleve. Still throwing the big guys forward. Elieri's going up. Pritchett's going up. Parrott's going to look like he's going to float this one in. Look to go for the juggler and make a statement on a weekend where it looks like Brim's going to go out. Looks like Windsor are going out. It's Cleve's cup to, for the taking for me. Parrot goes short to Haskane and it's taken a massive bobble right in front of him. And you could just see that, that something like that was going to happen as he sliced it out over to where Soccer Snacks is. As uh, Freddie Ward returns a, a loose ball onto the field for Jason Davis. You feel like this goal kick will probably be the last of the action. As uh, Carlos Moreira has rejoined the... Uh, the uh, well... The scene. The, the scene, yeah. <laughs> As goal kick goes up from Davis. Still the referee plays on. His whistles to his lips. And it's a free kick for a high foot. Burgess to take the quick one. Into Andrews and he's lost out. Blackie wins it with Davis now. Steve Davis is just going to jog on this ball really on the halfway line. Now with Parrott. Parrot finds Blackie, the former Brimscombe teammates, of course, linking up once again at Bishop's Cleave. Parrot turns on it, round the corner to Rhodes. Now Davis and Parrot and Rhodes all combining well in a good triangle. It's a good move, this from Bishop's Cleave. Davis's ball 
is played in and hooked clear and into the Gloucestershire sky and the referee's final whistle goes. And Cleve have won this game by three goals to one. They are through to the quarterfinals of the Hellenic League Challenge Cup. In an incident-packed second half here at Kate Lane, Cleve went into the game as pre-match favourites, as we discussed before the broadcast, that they really should have been winning this game. Elliot Kennedy gave them lead after 11 minutes, and uh, they really dominated the first half proceedings, but couldn't quite kill the game off in the first 45 minutes, so went in at 1-0 into the halftime break. Second half, Hereford Pegasus were in it a bit more. Corley Cox got himself the equaliser after he sprung the offside trap following a good advantage played by the referee before Carlos Moreira was sent off about 15 minutes from the end for a second yellow card after attempting to win his side a free kick with simulation on the edge of the box and uh, then was really incensed by something that Kevin Slack had alleged to have said to him as well, which obviously we'll follow up on at some point over the weekend. And then the 10 men of Hereford Pegasus just couldn't quite do it in the end. Blaine War bundled in in a, in a great moment here at Kate Lane. He bundled in the, the second of Cleve's goal, which really killed the game off, you must feel, with about five minutes left to go before Kevin Slack thundered a finish into the top corner to make it 3-1 with just two minutes to go in regulation time. Ryan, sum that game up for us in your thoughts and then give us your MS Roofing Man of the Match for this afternoon. Well, the scoreline suggests that Cleve had it pretty much their, their own way. Um, you know, before the game, you know, I said, is it too almost arrogant to say, you know, Cleve should win this game of football? And, you know, you said before, no, I think they should they should win it. And in the end, the way the game was played, Cleve were never going to lose the game. Never at any point did you think Pegasus were really going to, you know, yeah, they got the equaliser, but Pegasus didn't really do an awful lot for me in order to, to really worry Bishop's Cleave and the man walking over to us here, Paul Collicott. I don't think that, you know, over the course of 90 minutes, Pegasus showed enough for me to, you know, think, oh, Cleave are on the ropes or Cleave are in trouble here, and, and Cleave have, have run out quite comfortably in the end. And you, Paul, oh, it's a pleasure. Always oh, a pleasure seeing you as well. Nice to see you, James. No worries. Good luck in the next round. And by the way, I wish I had you two around when I was playing because I tell you now, you gee everybody up. That, you know, doing local football, it's something that should have happened many years ago. Thanks very much, mate. Much appreciated. Paul Kellicott there sharing nice words with us as we always like to hear and also I want to say at this point you know, hopefully um, we're going to hear that Elliot Kennedy's injury is not too bad looks like it could have been a hamstring but yeah I mean as I said Pegasus just, for a, just, just a side note as well by the way Carlos Moreira is still remonstrating with the referee hasn't even let him leave the field yet So, but yeah sorry to cut your train of thought there wow I mean it's going to be something that we'll speak about off air because I heard the swear word I didn't hear anything nationality wise which if he has said is completely out of order but obviously you know, we're going off what, what's been alleged but yeah. coming back to the game um, you know Pegasus yes they equalised yes it was a well taken uh, goal from Cox but you know I mean me as an individual sitting here I never thought at any point in Hereford Pegasus would go on to win the game penalties would have been their best shout and it always just felt that you know Cleve were just going to keep going the pressure was going to toll and eventually one was going to go in and it's no surprise that when one did go in it went in the way it did Pritchett hooking onto the back post keeper pulling off what looked like it was going to be a blind and save hits it straight into Blaine Moore who's just charging in he's bundled it home um, you know the winner the, well that was the winning goal for me because Slack's just added gloss to it as you'd expect with this Cleve side there you know 
relentless. <laughs> they're, they're killers. Yeah. We just said that, as I said, they, they did that at Long Levens a couple of weeks ago, scoring uh, one late on to go 2 1 up, scoring that third. They're really good at killing a game of football, and that's what's so impressive about them. Man of the match wise, I said I narrowed it down to two, and immediately said in my head, actually, probably three. Um, three of them, I would go in no particular order. I thought Archie Haskane was, was superb. I thought Jake Parrott was superb. I thought Blaine Wall was superb as well. They're probably the, the top three for me. You can also say that Steve Davis had a, a very good industrious game without really doing an awful lot. Um, Pritchett, you know, with the back was pretty solid. Would be disappointed on the day that he's not kept a clean sheet as a defender. But for me, for the story of the game, for everything that's been going on in the last few weeks, I'm going to give Man of Match to Blaine Wall. Because I said in the second half that you know, he wasn't getting the ball and he was getting starved of it. They needed to get him the ball more. Within a couple of minutes, they were getting him the ball. He was running at the Pegasus back line. And, you know, that's when Cleve sparked themselves back into life. Got the crucial second goal. And I think everyone who was here at Kate Lane today, players, coaches, ourselves, a couple of uh, parents and, and committee members as well who were here watching the game, everyone's delighted for him. Um, so for me, Blaine Moore takes a man of the match. And, you know, thankful that, that he's back on the football pitch and hopefully... Um, you know, it can be a prosperous time for him going forward in the event of a tragedy. Yeah, of course, and we all send our, our best wishes to to Blaine and the uh, to, to Blaine and the War family as well for, uh, for for what's gone on over the last couple of weeks. So Blaine War takes your MS Roofing Man of the Match for this afternoon here at Kate Lane, where we've seen Bishop's Cleave get themselves through to the quarterfinals of the Hellenic League Challenge Cup. Final score here from Bishop's Cleave this afternoon is Bishop's Cleave three, Hereford Pegasus one. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk.